Like there's no set path you need to take. You can always take the one that's there. Everyone knows that there's like the the path that's like already there, but the one that is less traveled on is the more exciting one. There's so much to Arizona. You have pine forests and you have high mountains and you have desert and you have red rocks of Sedona. There's so many different places here. And it's not, everyone's like, oh, Arizona, it's a dry heat. It's like, no, it's not all of Arizona. Plus, we, it's been raining here all summer. <laughs> wow. wow. In the desert, you know, it's like we Good get monsoon. Golly. And it's yeah. hot and humid and pouring rain. Like, it's completely, it's the coolest place. I absolutely love yeah. it. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Greg. And as always on this podcast, we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. Well, hello, friends. We are back here for another episode of Wisdom of the Wilderness. And this one is pretty cool because I am parked right against a sand dune and I've got my feet in the dunes. Ah. Uh, grounding myself, feeling all the magic of how many centuries, billions of years of uh, rock energy coming through here uh, out in the desert. I am doing great. I hope you all are doing wonderful and fantastic wherever you are. And uh, hello, hello. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in today. So today's topic is going to be a little bit of an origin story because... Some of y'all have asked, what's this deal with Cougar Patrol? Greggy, what's going on with that? Why, 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 why? Where did it come from? What's happening? Um, and I thought, sure, why the heck not share a little bit about that? Because there's the, I don't know, literal and figurative aspect to that? Or I guess they both could be literal? Duh, don't quote me on being an um, expert in the use of the English language. But, <clears throat> point being, Cougar Patrol, it's actually a real thing. And it's actually a thing I'm doing just to have fun. Uh, so what happened? So a lot of you know, uh, I live out by the lake and, uh, there is a lot of bush. Um, and for anyone listening who didn't grow up in certain parts of where I live, uh, bush generally refers to forest, wilderness, uh, anything where there's not roads, like forest service land, BLM land, uh, it'd be crown land in truck to yak tuck where I live. Um, so that's bush. So, you know, the bush could be somewhere in, you know, where you live in Metro Vancouver and it's just a big undeveloped one mile by one mile area where the coyotes live and the fox live and all that. Um, or it could be you're actually at the edge of the world and, you know, there's 40 to 60 to 100 miles of wilderness between you and Montana and uh, full of all kinds of animals and things. So uh, the bush is very close to where I live. And it's a lot of old logging roads. Um, some trails, uh, trap lines, uh, a lot of good hunting out there, uh, but it's bush. So there's generally not a lot of people. Um, yeah, you're pretty much on your own. So went to work one day, came back and, uh, just chatting with people like, Hey, you know what, what's the good word? What, what's going on today? And, uh, heard like, Oh yeah, there's a cougar 
And I was like, huh, yeah, that's funny. I see them all over the place. You know, they've got bottles of wine and they're down on the beach. And it's like, no, like a legit cougar, like in a playground. And I was like, holy hallelujah. Wow. So that was a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, trying to keep a lot of people calm, um, trying to figure out what to do. So conservation was called, blah, blah, blah. That's actually not important to this story. Um, but the cougar got away. Or the cougar was smart enough to get away when uh, it could. He could, she could. We're not sure. I never saw it. I just saw a photo. But uh, conservation put a cougar trap out in the bush. And uh, that was quite a thing. Now, of course, I had to go and check out this cougar trap because I just want to see what it looks like, you know. Uh, Being off and on in Vancouver for a while, uh, the bear trap has been where I live, like 100 yards down the street multiple times. Like, it was out there at Christmas one year. It's a giant bear trap. So I was like, yeah, not a big deal. Like, I'm not concerned about running into a bear near a bear trap or a cougar near a cougar trap, really. So got the location of where it was and uh, some of the dynamics going on behind the scenes meant that uh, I could uh, go and check this. And I actually volunteered. I volunteered dubbing myself Cougar Patrol to go and check the cougar trap every so often over the weekend to see if there was a cougar there. And, uh, you know, my thinking was that cougar pretty much as soon as the hoopla disappeared, uh, probably skedaddled and is absolutely nowhere near here. There's a hell of a lot of untouched, or not untouched, but a hell of a lot of uncivilized, uh, undestroyed by pavement and apartment buildings areas where we live, so it is probably way gone. But we still had to check the trap until conservation came back. So that's what I did. And I went and rode my bike a little bit and then hopped on the trail and actually made a video of this at one point. I had to find that and uh, put it on. Um, but yeah, would go check the trap. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. But, so that was the start of it. I actually was checking the cougar trap, patrolling for cougars. Legit mountain lions. Um, well, pretty much no, that's not it. There's another word for it. I'm blanking on it now. Um, out there. And didn't see anything. Didn't see any sign. Didn't see any prints. Never saw a thing except for the deer leg that was hanging in the back of the trap. And eventually conservation came and took the trap back. And, you know, I, one of my deals was to go and let people know and to get the... Put up, we had put up a bunch of signs, so take all the signs down. But that was kind of funny because it then got me thinking about, you know, certain dynamics. And now I'm not super duper either familiar with anything pop culture or any of this Urban Dictionary stuff. But I know a cougar is generally an older female who may be, um, hmm, prowling? Would that be the right word? Prowling for younger gentlemen. Uh, and of course, it became a joke. So, that kind of took a life of its own. Actually, it did take a life of its own. It didn't kind of. It did take a life of its own, where uh, that then became a costume for a costume party that I went to, and then became part of the costume down at Javelina, uh, which unfortunately I don't know if there's, I think there's only one photo of my costume out there because of all the stuff that was happening, but there is a photo. Uh, it was taken. I have it on my phone. Um, but that was the derivation of that was Cougar Patrol became kind of a joke and wow, look at all these single ladies. I don't know how you'd qualify it. Late thirties, thirties and up, uh, looking for a gentleman. So really just been playing with that. I had a lot of fun with it. I got some empty wine bottles that I've had as part of the costume, some uh, dark chocolate or half-eaten dark chocolate wrappers. So we're, you know, walking around or being around or setting traps in certain places to uh, attract them and, uh, you know, possibly help to relocate them, depending. Uh, 
but also it's fun. And there are a number of amazing women that are out there who would fit the definition of cougar, I suppose, in that urban dictionary-ish definition or pop culture or slang, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they're amazing people. So I really am just having fun with this and enjoy making ridiculous videos and posting them of the adventures of Cougar Patrol, what Cougar Patrol is doing, Cougar Patrol being spotted in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, Cougar Patrol currently hiding in the sand dunes. Uh, no, too old to be a cougar. But anyways, it, ha it has been a heck of a lot of fun. And I want to keep playing with it. It's fun. There might even be a new uh, social media set up for that, uh, just for that, because, you know, it turns out that I think cougars are attracted to a lot of things. Uh, sense um, money might be one, uh, a ripped body might be another one, um, gosh, I'm just thinking of other stuff we did in the videos, yeah, there's a lot of things, but, you know, both legit and real, um, now, <laughs> all the rambling and the, or where did Cougar Patrol come from, aside, uh, I actually wanted to, to share some tips about, uh, being out in the trails, or some, I guess, maybe not tips, or, I guess, yeah, there are tips, stop rambling, Greggy, they are tips, but the philosophy that I've adopted for the stuff I do, because uh, as many people are aware, the passenger seat of my truck is open. Uh, it will be filled in soon. But passenger seat is open. So that means I do a lot of stuff by my own, by myself, on my own, by, on my own, uh, which uh, can be good and can be challenging. There's a lot of, lot to be said for just hopping in and going for a run, or opening up, op going out the door and doing what you're going to do and not having the accountability or connecting, you know, needing to be somewhere at a certain time. That's been a lot of fun. Um, but it's also, you know, you're out there on your own and whether this is taking a road trip by myself or heading out into the bush, uh, to run or to go hiking or whatever, uh, I'm on my own most of the time. So these are more, more geared to like individuals, but also if you are out with your girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, partner, uh, things to consider when you are traveling in the bush in cougar country because cougars can be dangerous, so we're told. Uh, but anyways, um, yes, I am responsible for myself most of the time. Or I'm by myself most of the time doing adventures, so that means I'm responsible for myself. So I've got all the stuff I need. Uh, I have personal preferences of what I wear, what I carry. Uh, my run vest actually just got pulled off the market, so it, we'll be getting a new one next week. Actually, later this week. Later this week. Um, but I carry on my water. I have a first aid kit. I have... Uh, I do not carry bear spray. I am not a fan of bear spray. Uh, I know many people swear by it. Uh, that's great if you do. Um, what I will say is if you do carry bear spray, um, for... Please, please, please go practice with it. Learn how to use it. Know what to do. Uh, the people that I know, I have yet to hear of someone in my travels or adventures that have successfully deployed bear spray. I have heard of multiple people who have shot themselves in the face with bear spray. Point blank. That is not fun. It does not sound fun. Uh, and not just one. Several people. Oh, great. And somebody set off the car alone. Nice work. Um, several people. So please don't do that. Please learn how to use it. Please have it easily accessible if you are going to... And be aware. You have to be aware of a lot. The winds how fast something is moving. Uh, do your research. You know, having bear spray doesn't deter anything. Um, you still need to know how to use it. It's like having a map and compass. Great, you got it. Do you know how to use it? Probably want to consider that. Uh, so I don't care that. I do carry a 
Mora Clipper single bevel knife for some but not all adventures. Uh, I figure, hey, if it's a cougar, it's probably going to be about a 100, 200 pound missile hitting me from behind. I don't really have much of a chance. Uh, well, my, my chance would be rolling, grabbing something, and fighting back. Um, that would be that. If I do, were so that's my strategy. Bear spray is not going to do anything in that situation. You're more likely to hit yourself in the face. Um, that's that. Uh, now, being being out on the trails by myself, I generally do not. I do. Not, uh, I rarely run with any type of earphone or earbud in. Uh, occasionally I will with one, but for the most part, it's me just out there listening to the forest, being aware of what's going on in the desert. So I do zone out and, you know, I'm definitely in my thoughts or even just meditating, uh, sometimes ruminating things because running is great mental health therapy. They're mental. Yeah. Great for mental health. Um, but I don't run with stuff, so I can pay attention to what's going on around me. I can hear the sounds. I can hear the wind. Um, when I used to live in a metro area, the number of people that I would see with two earbuds in, music cranked or totally oblivious, all right, that, that's a choice I don't make. Um, please be aware. Wherever you are, wherever you're doing out running or adventuring, um, if, you're, if you're outside, a lot of stuff can happen. There could be people. There could be animals. Uh, there could be um, avalanches or things. So uh, pay attention to your surroundings. That is a big one. Uh, so yeah, no earbuds, or very rarely earbuds for me, generally if I'm in a more urban area. Uh, okay, what else do I do for that? Yeah, keep aware of my surroundings, um, scan around the area. Uh, it's kind of just picking up over time, you know, when I first started hiking and adventuring, having a tough time finding a trail, but now just kind of seeing and recognizing patterns in the landscape of where things would go. Um, knowing where I'm going, having a map, those are, those are good things. Uh, yeah, cougars. I've had a, I've had a debate with friends for a couple of years. It's been an interesting question. Like in a, in a straight up fight, would a black bear, black bear versus a cougar, uh, who wins? And I still bet on the cougar because faster bears, bigger bears got more, you know, knockout power. But I think cougar is stealthier, faster, uh, go in. And again, like they are tough. They are sinewy. Um, they're tough but anyway, so out there, um, I do make noise. Uh, I will make my boss hoot every so often um, to, you know, alert animals that are out there. And I also think that, you know, just by my thoughts or my energy, what is, what is being picked? I think a lot of animals are picking that up when you're out there anyway. So, you know, there's, I mean, this is a deep philosophical thread with no answer or uh, open to interpretation answer. But, you know, I think that animals are aware of a lot of the stuff that's going on out there. So if I encounter uh, a deer on a trail, that deer is aware and showed up for a reason. If I encounter bighorn sheep, I freaking encounter bighorn sheep. Like came around a corner, boom, there's a bighorn sheep 10 feet in front of me yesterday on a trail uh, down in Nuevo Mexico. And that was really cool. Uh, I presume that sheep knew I was there um, energetically. So that was a cool experience to have. But anyway, so uh, stop rambling. I am just focused on being aware of my surroundings, making noise every so often. Uh, I always say hello to other runners or hikers I see. It's eh, sometimes people reply, uh, sometimes not. That's okay. Um, but those are the things. And also, you know, I, I do generally, I am generally active um, early in the day or later in the day. So early in the day, that is a time you are 
animals tend to be more frequently moving at dawn and dusk. Uh, you know, out wherever anywhere you live in the West, uh, if it is dawn or dusk, that's often when you see deer or elk, um, or later at night because they're in the middle of the freaking road, like last night. So for me, getting up, or if you are getting up early to run or to hike or, you know, to bike or do, do things, and it is that transition from darkness to lightness, the sun's not fully up yet, that tends to be when you will have more encounters. <clears throat> Unless you happen to just be going one way and the wolf's going the other way, and there you have it, and you meet on the West Coast Trail. So being with the surroundings and just knowing what to prepare for at certain times of day. You know, if I am heading out in the dark and I've got a headlamp, um, I very unless we're just crossing paths and we're both kind of zoned out, that's going to be a pretty good deterrent for an animal um, coming around. So, yeah, that's sort of my uh, my cougar safety stuff is, you know, I don't put a lot of thought in it. Uh, I actually debated for a long time recording this episode, but figured, hey, maybe it's something useful someone hadn't thought of. Um, for if you are going out and venturing in the wilderness areas or the backcountry or anywhere there's not a great cell phone signal, uh, or even just to be be prepared and be aware, you know. Like I said, I do not carry bear spray. Um, I trust that my energy can, I can spin my energy up big enough. I can get rocks, I can get sticks, I can make myself large, uh, use my voice. Um, that's enough. <clears throat> you know, even were I to see a cougar, that's probably enough most of the time. And in that case where maybe I'm not paying attention or, you know, come across, if you come around the corner, it's a mom and the cubs. Um, yeah, that might go badly. So... No bear spray, because I, yeah, again, no bear spray, but I do have my knife close enough, and uh, quick release, quick grab, so, uh, and I guess on that note, that also was when I backpacked the West Coast Trail years and years ago um, with a good friend of mine, that was our debate, and we decided not to carry bear spray, which I think probably goes against uh, most of what the government things will tell you to do, but we did not, and that was the reason, was getting it, getting it pulled out, pulling it out, getting a good shot, dealing with wind, the elevation, it's still a deterrent. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of other deterrents you could use, but again, this is my personal opinion, my personal preferences and how I do things. So from all that, like cool and fun and light, uh, Cougar Patrol stuff, Cougar Patrol is on duty. We are on duty here at the Sand Dunes to, uh, yeah, some advice, um, on things to consider if you are heading out into Cougar country and, uh, to make it a little fun, if anyone has tips on, how to attract or repel cougars, uh, please let me know. You know, passenger seat is open. There is, uh, there could be wine in my truck. We don't know. There's definitely beer. Um, what else could we have? There is some chocolate. I don't know how it got there. Someone gave it to me. There is chocolate. Uh, there could be lots of other things. There's, uh, a nice comfortable chair. What else? There's a whole bunch of bailing twine for making artwork or fixing anything that might need fixed. Uh, I've got a cooler and a kitchen. It, it's pretty hilarious. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep playing with that. Set the cougar trap, be the cougar bait, and go. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to have a little playful one for you today. And uh, as we wrap up here, it's a gorgeous day here at White Sands. I'm going to hang out in the sun for a little bit. It's cool, but feels nice and warm out of the wind. Uh, and, yeah, just want to say, you know, thank you to everyone for listening from wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, please keep keep firing your questions away. I enjoy answering them and interacting with people. And if you get a chance, drop a review on uh, whichever platform you're listening to this to. I know it's podcast is on Anchor, on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, on 
Google Play. I don't even know the other ones, but I know there's like six things that show up when I log in. So, you know, Stitcher maybe or Pocket Cast or I'd have to look. Spotify. Things on Spotify too. So, um, yeah, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell anybody who's looking for some stories of adventures and uh, people braving the literal and figurative wilderness. We will have some more guests coming up here soon, as soon as we can coordinate a time to record. And uh, some more tales, because turns out some really cool stuff has happened uh, since mid-October, well, since the start of October. And we're going to catch you all up, because um, I may be involved in a wedding. We'll figure that out. But all right. Until the next time, friends, thank you so much for listening. We're going to smile at the sun and watch this plane take off. And uh, up to that side. Get some sunshine, get some fresh air, get some nice deep breaths. Maybe uh, pull off your shoes and stand on the bare surface of the earth and ground yourself like I am now. All right. We'll catch you next time, friends. All righty then, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me, friends. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. I hope you get a chance to go outside and breathe in some fresh air, or that you've already been outside and perhaps you're even listening to this at the end of an incredible adventure. If you get a chance, it would be wonderful if you could leave a review at the podcast hosting platform that you found this on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, a whole bunch of other things. Drop a review. That is fantastic. It helps spread the word, share the benefits of nature, and share some of these inspiring and empowering stories of what we can all do when we put our minds toward it. Spring is in the process of springing here where I am. I hope that things are starting to look oh, look brighter, smell sweeter, uh, get warmer wherever you are, and we will catch you next week for another episode.